millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Ladies and gentlemen, the popcorn's in the lobby, and the nuts are on the screen. You wanted it, you got it. <laughs> Cannonball Run 2. And this time, there's no limit. Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise. What a team. Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Jamie Farr. Mary Lou Henner, Telly Savalas, and Shirley MacLaine. At last comes the motion picture from the greatest book of traffic citations ever written. Cannonball Run 2. Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod 3, the podcast that lights the fire of 80s action movies and celebrates the decade where the explosion was king. This week we'll be on the road again, from sea to shining sea, in search of that elusive Cannonball Run 2. There'll be stunts, shunts, fronts, hunts and cunts, (laughs) as well as some very far-fetched extras. Joining me to be my hairy co-pilot is comedian, actor, and medium, Paul Litchfield, back again. Oh, hello again. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for coming back again. You're welcome again. Again. (laughs) So... You started right off with severe swearing. I couldn't help it. Wow. I was was cross. You were really cross. Really cross. Oh, okay. Because they've taken my beautiful cannonball run (laughs) and they've made it into this. Those goddamn dirty apes. Yeah, they ruined it, didn't they? You blew Actually, no, it they up. Didn't, I'll tell you what they did. They didn't... No, no. Well, they did ruin it. What they did is they made the exact same film almost again. Yeah. They literally rubbed out the script and then went, well, Roger Moore's not in it, so we'll replace him with this character. And then said, so we'll just do it again, lads. Mm-hmm. We'll end with the fight. And that's the end of that. And there's a there's a Cannibal Run 3. Is that right? Yeah. Starring John Candy? John Candy, yeah. Cannibal Fever, it was called. Cannibal or Speed Fever. Zone, you might have seen it as. And we're not going to cover that one, are we? No. Even we will draw the line. No, it has to be Bert and Dom. It does, no, What's it? the point? Yeah, the third one's got, like, John Candy and Eugene Levy. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Is, are there any of the originals in it? I don't think so. At all? Not I don't know. Not I'm not even, sure. Not even the Sheik? No, yeah, the Sheik's in it. Of course. Yeah. Because he needs work. <laughs> this is Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr, yeah. Yeah, from MASH. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you know what? He's all right in it. I think he's one of the best things in these films. Yeah, well... No, 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 no that's a lie. But he, he, he's very good at his character. Yeah, because they're so... You know, I think when we talked about the first one, because I mentioned at the beginning, it is like a sort of UN film where every single race gets lampooned yeah. equally. Mind your language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And the, this film, again, is once more the same. If, if, if anyone's on, they have a piece of music that represents them. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit with a Jewish lady where they even go... <laughs> and it's Roger Moore's mum from the first one, which yeah, is really confusing. Which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah really bizarre. Um, and so every character is so one-dimensional. Yeah. But all they've got is just endless feed gag lines, um, and they're not as good quality in this film, I think. No, what's missing from this film yeah. is Foyt. Foyt, and to be honest, not enough bloody Elam. No, there's not, is there? Not enough Elam. No. He's pretty much background in this, which He's is a real served. shame. But I still think, and we'll cover this later, I think he has the best line in the entire film. Oh, good. Again. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah. But we start with uh, the Sheik's yes. dad, who's played by Ricardo Rick- Montalban. Yeah. Brilliant. So you've got an American fellow playing a Sheik, and Ricardo yeah. Montalban was a Colombian, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Playing a Sheik. Yeah. I suppose if you had Bianca Jagger in the first one playing a sheet, it's fine. <laughs> and I like to think he found the script a bit like Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. It was in some sand and it was dangerous. <laughs> Not quite domesticated. HMS Bounty. <laughs> oh, no. Cannonball Run 2? Oh, no. Get away. It's just, he actually got it in one of those worms that they put yeah, in his ear. It's an earworm. Worm. Earworm. Yeah, earworm. Yeah. There you go. And, of course, the family are called the Falafel family. The Falafel. <laughs> it is. Do you know what? I laughed. Yeah. I did laugh. It was yeah. really stupid. Yeah. S- delivered so po face. The Falafel family. And he's got Doug McClure as a servant. Doug McClure. Who hasn't worked for nine years, he who, says. Who he won't. So, um, you know, f- for those who never intend to watch it and... I salute you now. Mm. Um, Doug McClure takes the beatings yeah. on behalf of the Sheikh throughout the entire film, and then he always goes, um, "What's it? Uh, uh, thousand, one thousand thanks, thousand thanks." And then gets hit again. He goes, two thousand thanks." Yeah. <laughs> but again, uh, as a really tiny role, that's all. That's all he does. I don't understand why he's in it. And why he was written? I don't see why any of them are in it. It's there's, just... there's a good bit where the Sheikh gets a gun put to his head. And he says, "How dare you put a gun to my head?" And he clicks his fingers, and they put it to Doug McClure's uh, head. Doug McClure's fine with it. His job is to be insulted punched and or die uh, it's brilliant uh, but yeah the falafel family I just absolutely love it but he says I, you failed you, you dishonoured our family by losing the cannibal run yeah so you must win this year but also before that he says that as you know yeah. we made all our money in and he, it seems like he's embarrassed to say the word oil yeah. so he goes we made all our money in <laughs> and does like a bubbling sound while pointing to the ground and he also pokes, like him, in, the, he pokes him in the nose him, he moves him via his nose and the sound effect goes <laughs> I order you back to America to win the cannonball run I give you one last chance because you are my only song with a driver's license. Which reminds me of, um, have you ever seen What's New Pussycat? There's an amazing yeah. scene where Woody Allen takes an egg off a, off a painting easel because it's the only bit of food. And when he takes it off, the sound effect is of a frog croaking. And I don't know why it, made me, it makes me laugh. So basically he grabs it and he goes, meep, meep. And it just floors me every time. And this was another one of sound effects that don't quite match. Yeah. Oh. But the fact he moves Jamie Farr via his nose. <laughs> oh, God. But he says there's no cannibal run this year. No. So he says, buy one. 
which is fine as a plot yeah. device. Yeah, fine as a plot device. That, but that's now. This is this is this is when the plot immediately stops making sense yep. because it's all about trying to have a million pounds, and then you got Don Don, who we'll talk about later, hmm. wanting to find a million pounds, and yet the sheik just shits money everywhere he goes and gives people millions of pounds for no other reason than they have big booby doos or whatever <laughs> reason he has. Nice potatoes. Nice potatoes, as Bert would say. Yeah. Um, so at any point they should have just gone up to the shake and gone, "Can I have some cash?" Some and they would have got you. Would have gone, "Yes, have a this and buy a camel with a bigger tits," <laughs> and that would have been the end of the film, I suppose, which is a shame. Because at least Cannibal Run had one good thing going for it. There was no plot. Mm. It was just a race, a and race. that was it. This film suffers because they try and introduce a plot to it. Which is a why. Jeopardy, which doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's why the race doesn't start until 36 minutes into the film. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was counting it like, come on, start the race. I, mean, I bet in the first one it's about 15 minutes. About 15 tops. Yeah. 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 Um, but we see the, the same sort of beginning as we get in the first one, the Lamborghini ladies. White they replaced the... Lamborghini ladies. It's yeah. not Adrienne Barbeau and the other one anymore. But it's her, isn't it? Isn't that Daisy Duke? From, yeah. Yeah, it is Daisy Duke. And they're in a white Lambo, which yeah. sounds to me like a racist wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a really good bit in this, because they're being chased by cops. So, by the way, in this uh, bit, the cops notice the white Lambo, and all they care about is the fact that it... And there's two hot chicks inside! A couple of great-looking chicks! Great-looking chicks! And then the other one goes, talk about. let's nail them. Yeah, just... Then they start chasing them. But our ladies, clever ladies, mm-hmm. they pull into a little garage mm-hmm. and they get their white Lambo sprayed just with water. That's all. Mm-hmm. Not because the Lambo's hot, because it's in disguise, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. It's almost like a Klingon bird of play. It's been cloaking. And the water reveals that it's a red Lambo. That's a really good switch. But it makes no sense because immediately no. then they start... Because they go, oh, the white Lambo's gone, but there's a red Lambo with the same fucking license plate. Hot-looking chicks. With the same two hot-looking chicks. Who do we look for? Mm. <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious when you put two and two together. But I kind of like that as a, as a funny idea. But while this is going on, we get the opening credits where it says, you know, Burt Reynolds. Don Fantastic. And, and the great to, theme. And the great theme, again, from the first one. Yeah. Cannonball. 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 And you got the ladies go, yeah, yeah. all the way through it. Ding, ding, ding. And I had to pause it because the best credit in this title says <laughs> Bobby Mussolini's orangutan. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Now, obviously, we'll get to the orangutan in a moment because you have a very fractious relationship with this uh, orangutan, don't I you, do, John? I do. Especially on social media. Social media, yeah. yeah. We'll get to him. We will get to him. But oh, we dear. then, we, after the the shock of seeing the type Bobby Bersalini's orangutan, we then go to the fifth annual America Stunt Show. We do. Where Dom is inside a human bomb. <laughs> now, there's something odd here I noticed, right? <laughs> but as of the beginning here, his moustache is trimmed. Right. And it looks weird. It's almost like a pencil moustache. So, when was this filmed? 1984. So, what so did, probably filmed 83. So I wonder what he maybe he'd just come think the set of something else. I think it's City Heat. Ah, there you go. That Clint Eastwood so that could explain it. it. I might be wrong. Yeah. But he's got a weird moustache. I noticed that... You know that... Uh, we're jumping ahead, but we're going to yeah. come back. When they meet Sinatra, when <laughs> yes. when Burt Reynolds walks in, I'm, my, my mind instantly went, that's Burt. Right. And I realised it's because he's got the full moustache again. Oh. So I'm wondering if this was like... I reshot definitely or... wasn't that eagle eyed. Oh, do you reckon that what do you think at any point they retook <laughs> any of it? I think they might have done because there's, <laughs> there's moustache continuity issues in this. It's some some scenes he looks like Bert, some he doesn't. Sometimes I, Dom Deluisa's too. I think Bert's had a facelift in this as well, because there's some scenes where he during turns filming. around. Maybe during filming. When he turns around sometimes you can see a little pinch right. on the sides of his face. Blimey. Anyway, wow. um, so, so Dom's in the human bomb. 
Yeah. And, and they're now working for a company called JJ's Daredevil Stunts. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> and the stunt is just so ridiculous. Yeah. Get inside a tin can and get dropped. That's that's the stunt. By a German pilot. By a from, mad neo-Nazi. It's the guy from Laughing, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, yeah. I can't remember yeah. his name. It's he, the he one who's not as good as Henry Really Gibson. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's obviously, it's his one trick. And this, he's going, Deutschland, Deutschland, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's the equivalent, if we were doing it in England, of the guy who used to pretend to be the chicken. He would be the pup. <laughs> <laughs> what was he called again? Um, but it would be him, wouldn't it? And <laughs> his thing would be, he'd fly a plane, and every time he spoke to me, he'd just go, <laughs> You know, or the guy used to pretend that the microphone didn't work. Norman so, Collier. Norm, so yeah, it could easily have been Norman Collier. Why didn't we do a British Cannonball Run in the eighties? I think we could cast that because it could have been easily. the Cannonball Run. <laughs> oh wow, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and that fits perfectly. It really does. Bobby Ball is him. Yeah, with his braces. Braces. We've already pitched a Gosh, better film than this one. Brilliant. It would have been a franchise. Yeah, that's a shame. Anyway, so, um, sorry, JJ is talking Victor into yes. staying inside the bomb because he doesn't want to go, he's scared. Yeah. And he says, don't worry, there's hay, there's loads of hay. You'll yeah, be the hay will break your fall. <laughs> but when he goes to the camera camera crew are filming it, the the, the guy doing the he announcing. He overhears, doesn't he? Yeah, he says, whoever does this stunt will be very popular with women. So he immediately changes his mind because he yeah. wants to have some sexual encounters. But when he gets back to the human bomb... Victor's turned into him, Captain Chaos. Yeah, JJ. Hi, Captain. <laughs> also, in this scene, which I love, um, again, I think I might touch on this the first time we talked about Cannibal Run. It reminds me occasionally of like Richard Lester films. They let they let Dom and Bert just do their natural laughs, and occasionally, so in between just natural dialogue, there's just because <laughs> Bert's got this most, the most unmanly laugh ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like someone's... <laughs> and Dom's got a wheezy. <laughs> so in between chatting, they're just laughing. Yeah. So, and I really like... I think the beginning of the film is is fun mm. because they're just fast and loose and enjoying themselves. And also, you can tell they're mates. Mm. And they're just having a giggle, even though they know the film's crap. I don't think they care. I, We're I, just having a right old laugh together. I suspect they probably thought the first one was crap. But they yeah. probably thought this one was fucking awful. But <laughs> as you say, it's just a chance to get together with your mates and have a laugh. Exactly. So they're laughing their heads off. Mm. And then so they decide that they'll switch because yep. Bert, Bert decides he'll, he will be the... <laughs> get inside a basically a sort of ripped out, you know, missile. Yeah. And then he gets dropped by not Norman Collier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chicken man. Chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> Which it would have been in our British casting. In the Cannonball It definitely run. would have been him. Because we've yeah. already got a bit later on the good old boys and we've got the American version of Jack Douglas. But the girls, get off. Freddie Starr would have been in this as well. Oh, God, no, Freddie Starr would have been in No, he's not, we're not going to put Freddie Starr no, in this. Oh, yeah. He can fuck off. No, all right. Russ Abbott. Abbott can definitely be in there. Abbott would be the... Uh, actually, Norman Collier would be the man who is is, is with um, he could be Tony dumb. Danza. Oh, that's true. Because he's basically the American Norman Collier, isn't he? Because he goes... Yeah, that... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Actually, no, you're right, Jack Douglas. I prefer Jack Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Just for the... Get off. Yeah. Especially with the monkey attacking him. <laughs> for each day, get off. We were robbed of never seeing Jack Douglas with a monkey. <laughs> And the monkey could be played by Keith Harris because he's got a bloody monkey. He's, oh, my God, you're it's right. It's all there. It's all there. Cuddles. Cuddles can do it. <laughs> I hate that, I hate that fucking race. <laughs> Come on, it's all there. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we are making a better film with the cannon and ball. This run. is already better, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh my God, you can have them all in it. And I'm sorry to yeah. be racist, but this is what they would have done at the time. The Sheik would have been Derek Griffiths. Would have been Derek Griffiths, or it would have been Kenny Lynch. Kenny Lynch, yeah, yeah. it would have been Kenny Lynch. But you could also have like you can have <laughs> you can have Bernie and Schnorbitz in there oh at some point. God. That could be, he could be he could be the Don, he could be the uh, Don Carlone, but stroking Schnorbitz. <laughs> Bernie Clifton. Bernie Clifton. Oh, Clifton. But, but he's a road runner. <laughs> God, Roger oh. DeCourcy and Nookie the Bear. Oh my God! Hang on, it's, it can't all be ventriloquist based. <laughs> well, <laughs> spit the dog as well as, as the driver. Yeah. Do you realise you were going forty miles? Oh. Why are you? <laughs> spit. That's very rude. He's a policeman. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, I don't know why my policeman is now speaking in a British accent. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You realise you're going down this this crescent at fifty miles an hour? What? <laughs> Good. I'm going to have to take you down to the station, sir, etc. Take down your particulars. Take you down your particulars. You saucy fucker. Now, why are you involved now? <laughs> oh, well, Babs would be in it, of course. Babs, would, of Babs course, and yeah. somehow she'd be Suzanne with... Danielle. Suzanne Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> On a net new one for some reason. <laughs> Pat Coombs. Coombs. No, Coombs is the old lady. Yeah. Who gives the finger. Who gives the finger. <laughs> after, after seeing cuddles. I can't wait to get to this. this sorry, yeah. Hang on. After seeing cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> this is so much better than the original. Uh, Imagine Cuddles and Keith Harris giving a finger. Here's him on the bed. <laughs> and then Pat Coombs all shocked in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> Except it's England, so she'd be in a Sinclair C5. Uh, oh. Then she crashes into a tea room and gives someone the finger. And of course, that person would be. Irony Handle. Oh, you dirty <laughs> devil. You rotter. <laughs> This is how you give a finger. <laughs> she holds up three, and nobody understands how that happened. <laughs> but <laughs> now I was thinking oh. it was going to be who was the guy who was always always reacting. Oh, he was. He often used to be. Um, he was always in Sykes, and he always had little round glasses. Oh, Derek Guyler. No, not Guyler. He was always Sykes. Sykes. He always talked like that. He always played oh. buttoned-up Englishman. Yeah. I, I I loved him because he's in everything in the in the seventies and eighties. What was his um, name? Uh, Richard Wattis. Richard Wattis. That's his name. He'd be brilliant in this as, as anyone to react to something that was a bit unpc like, mm. Oh, Sykes! <laughs> but he has to say Sykes. So that means Sykes is in it, so that's fine. That, he'd be yeah, good in this, yeah, actually. Have Sykes in this, he'd be all right. And if it's before his death, Tommy Cooper. Cooper would be in there, wouldn't he? Yeah. It'd be fantastic. You can have them all in. Corbett, both Rons can be in it. <sighs> both Rons. Both Rons. And then some. we can have some dangerous new elements in the film. People at Hale and Pace. Mm. They could be involved. Roy Kinnear. Roy Kinnear, yeah. Roy Canoe. Roy Canoe, of course. <laughs> Shall we get back to the plot? Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, Bert drops and gets, gets hurt and gets yeah. concertinaed. That's right. And then stuffs loads of hay in Dom's mouth while slapping him. Well, yeah, because um, uh, Dom says, look, we can do this ten times a day and we can mm -hmm. make a billion pounds. And then So I'll just tear this up. And he tears up the uh, entry form to the cannibal run. Yeah, and that's when Bert stuffs hay in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we cut to oh. the weirdest thing. This is just... Really shit, isn't it? It is shit. But at least it keeps the gag going that we've already seen with the Sheik's family. They're called the Falafels because this time we're at the Cannelloni family. Yeah, but, but Dom... it's my favorite. It's got my favorite gag in it, right at the and oh. Don DeLuise playing. I know the your favorite gag again. is. It's the end with the cat. It's brilliant. He's just stroking oh. the cat all the way through, and then just goes, "This cat's dead." <laughs> Picks up a stuffed cat and just goes, "Give me another cat." My, my favorite. <laughs> they give another cat. He goes, oh, "Tabby's nice." <laughs> Lifts up his ass and goes, "Ah, oh, the boy." <laughs> it's just really ad lib. I just like the joke when he goes. We control drugs. 
Prostitution. Extortion. Prostitution. Prostitution twice. I like it. I like it. I really, it's my second favourite gag of the film, but mine is the stuffed cat, because it's clearly, like, wooden. <laughs> it's just what he notices after stroking it for ten minutes. This cat is dead. <laughs> Wait a minute. This cat is dead. Give me a new cat. Oh, God. That could have been a contender. That's a lot of fun, thank you. That's a tabby. Very nice. It's a boy. <laughs> but the scene is boring as fuck. It's not, it really is. It's, uh, the whole mafia section of this entire film is the film's let down. Does not work. Because all the mafia guys are not funny. Nope. None of them are remotely They're not comedians, funny. that's yeah, why. Yeah, exactly. They're just Abe not Vigoda, funny. Abe um, Alex Rocco is always quite funny. He's probably the best at it. Yeah. Um, that fellow from The Godfather 2, I don't know his name. And um, Henry Silver, they're not yeah. comedians. That's no. why it doesn't work. Well, the two henchmen, that get, which we'll talk about later, trying to get the sheik, they're just not a funny bone between them. Because every scene starts with, are you sure this is a good idea, yeah. Tony? Yeah, it's a good idea! <laughs> and that's all, that's all that happens. And, and then, then they, oh, it's it not wasn't a good, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so after um, that... But no, there's another joke, because we found can't. out... We found out that uh, after that, that the Don has got a son who's now taken over, like in The Godfather, <sighs> and his name's Don. And this is... Which means he's now called Don Don. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't know what to think of this actor, I'm afraid. What, Don Don? Yeah. He's very camp. Is Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley? Yeah. Didn't he do um, a voice from a cartoon? It sounds like he should be doing that pink... Cat that used to go exit stage left, even I think in the Hanna Barbera. Is I that him? It, I think it might be because it suits the thin, reedy voice. But I find it really difficult to look at him, yeah, because he's always boss eyed and gurning, and his bottom lip's always wet, and it just makes me feel a bit queasy. He looks like the world's worst paedophile, he really does. <laughs> it just looks like if you split him open, he like a stick of rock, it would just have yew tree written <laughs> or just completely or through his body, or some boys would fall out. <laughs> Oh my god. He's full of boys, this one. <laughs> Chock full he is, from ankle to throat. Um uh, yeah, I just don't I and also I didn't I didn't find him funny. No. I just find him creepy and disturbing because all he does is react and gurn and he just goes, Ow! No yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's he's rubbish. And you just also for a film that you just don't believe in any of it anyway, even his casting is just too unbelievable. Mm. Why would you leave that man in charge and of a branch of the mafia. And how is he possibly related to an Italian? I know, it's just insane. And they don't bother covering it because they don't need to. No. Uh, but Fenderbalm owes him 30 grand. 30 grand. So they need to go and get Fenderbalm. <laughs> and uh, the Lambo ladies get a new car by showing some tits. That's right, yeah. Because yep. the Lambo breaks yep. down. And here will you be paying for this car, madam. Oh, tits suffice. That'll do nicely. Oh, Suzanne, don't yes, you? Yes. If you just sign on the button, tit. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's all yours. I'll give you a chit. You could say, I'll give you a titty. A uh, chitty. I'll give you a chitty for your tit. Oh! <laughs> yeah, etc. <cetera. laughs> and I'll tell you who'd sell them the car in our British version Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. How much for the car? Pound. <laughs> per tit. Per wheel, per tit. <laughs> Getting all flustered, doing his tie. Cool. Fiddler's cars. Fiddler's cars. <laughs> do you want insurance? I think we do. Be a pound. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Um, and then it cuts after the red Lambo ladies 
to Jackie Chan and Richard Keel. And Richard Who Keel. possibly could think they'd be good together? Well, I think they just thought you're small and you're big. That's funny, isn't it? No, but no, it's not. Because Richard Keel, bless him. Yeah, he's not very good, is he? No, he's not. But he's not given anything to do apart no. from appear large and menacing. Yeah, and. Of course, they've got the same... It's pretty much the same car, isn't it? It is the, the same, same car. car. Yeah. It's the Inspector Gadget most honourable supercar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, there's nothing of worth that happens between them. Much like the first yeah. time in that regard, you skip all the Japanese bits because they're you rubbish. You sort of do, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's part of the deal for them financing, I think. I think there's cold, golden harvest to the producers. Yeah. So they got Jackie in there. Um, but it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Make us invisible, it just flies up in the air. Yeah, and then and also if it could do that, then just use that all the just time. Just fly all the time. You don't need to be on the ground. No. No one's going to arrest you. But then we but meet... in the British version, the liver birds would have... No, hang on, that doesn't work. The British version would have been um, Ken Hom. Ken... <laughs> no, it would have been Burt Quark. And Bernard Breslau. Burt Quark and Bert... <laughs> Bernard Manning. Bernard Manning. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, you don't even want no, to think this. Exactly. Imagine what you'd be saying to Bert. Oh, poor Bert. <laughs> Here, you slantier, etc. Oh. Yeah, yellow-bellied peril, etc. No, it can't be Bernard. No. Well, all right, it's yeah, it right. be someone tall. So Bernard Breslau, Bernard Breslau, Bernard Breslau, and Bert Quark. That'd work. Actually. Yeah, the two B's. Be funny. Well, Bernard would be funnier than Richard Keel. Cool. Who's card enough? Go quick. No, he wouldn't actually. No, he'd be no. rubbish, wouldn't he? Yeah. No, you want someone with a bit more gravitas, <laughs> but I'm not sure who that is. No, you could have Bernie um, get rid of Schnorbitz. What about instead you know, of Jackie Chan, just Bernie Winters and Schnorbitz in that car? But Schnorbitz is Chinese. He could wear a little rice hat. <laughs> but Schnorbitz is Chinese, so they tape his eyes back. Oh, poor Schnorbitz. Can you imagine? Yeah, Schnorbitz wouldn't mind. He'd have uh, chopsticks glued to his Chopsticks paws. on his paws. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine <laughs> what Bernie Winters would be saying. Oh, he'd turn over in his grave, wouldn't he? Schnorbitz! Poor old Schnorbitz. Yeah, I know. There was a rumour going around for a long time that Schnorbitz died shitting himself on stage. <laughs> That turned out to be Bernie, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway. So we meet um, Fender Balm and Jamie again. Yeah. And I like this scene. Yeah, I like this scene. Because um, he turns up at his hotel room and there's a wonderful fisheye gag, which I yeah. always love. Someone peering through. And they peer at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's I like good. That bit. And uh, he, he decides it's better to go round and come down on the, uh, the, the window cleaning. On the 16th floor. And yeah. um, Jamie Blake, uh, uh, a.k.a. Dean Martin yes. has got a lady in bed, and it's the lady from Police Academy Three. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. And, and, and he's just about to do the deal with her. Yeah, and she's really she's quite happy to be where she is as well. Even though he looks like a scrotum. Yeah, well, he just looks like tanned leather, doesn't he? Yeah. He just looks like a shoehorn with a nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then suddenly, Sammy Davis Jr. is uh, is by the window. And his first response is to push him off. Yeah. Is to smack him. But he's clinging. He makes it look like he's clinging on. Yeah. Like, he's, like we're supposed to believe he's climbed up. 16, fl- 16 yeah, flights. 16 and flights. And he, he hits his hand. And he goes, ah. And then does it again and he falls. And you yeah. think, oh, right, he's killed him. <laughs> no, he's on a ledge. He's on a ledge. And Just, then he tells him about this uh, new cannonball and you can win a million dollars. So he abandons his night of, let's say, nookie. Yeah. And uh, joins him on the windowsill, which is brilliant. But then you find out it's not a windowsill. They're on a... A window cleaning a window thing. Cleaning and then he says, how winch. did you find this? And he says, I thought it was the elevator. <laughs> Which mm, doesn't, doesn't yeah. work. But after that, Jack Elam is back. Oh, oh before we go into that, oh, I forgot on. to say, when Sammy Davis Jr. runs off when he has the idea, he goes to the Candyman camp. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then it comes to Dean Martin and he goes, everybody loves somebody sometimes. I, I just thought, is that for people who don't know who they are? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a very confusing bit later on where they meet. 
Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And they talk to him like they're old friends, but... And I'm now going, are you now Sammy Davis Jr.? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you just abandoned the character? We've just or is up. it actually in the Cannonball Run universe? They're not playing those characters. It is those two. Just in the British In between version. doing recordings, they try and win races. In, in the Cannonball Run? Yeah. Would the Sinatra part be Des O'Connor? <laughs> it has to be, doesn't Who's it? Who's the British version? If you want me a, to be a goner, give me a record by Des O'Connor. <laughs> I like him. Or Max Bowergrains. Oh, Max Bowergrains. I want to tell you a story. <laughs> I want to race you to... It could be Max Bowergrains, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to race you to John O'Groats. <laughs> I'm guessing or it could be Freddie Starr when he starts doing some serious singing, but then he'd do some speed well, it up. Well, what he'd do... Speed it up Hitler in between, he'd do speed it up Hitler. Yeah, no good. No, he's not in it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no. No. I'm not having that. No star. I don't care what it is. Not now. Dad, i got to talk to you now. You got it? Yes. Do you know that I'm 18 stories above the ground? 18! 18? Yes, 18! Mm-hmm. 18? Mm-hmm. Ah! You know, you're the tallest short guy I've ever seen. <laughs> Jack Elam. Jack Elam. Who <laughs> sterilizes his finger in a whiskey glass? Yep. All he does in that scene is extends his finger. <laughs> it's the most disturbing thing. It looks like E.T.'s dick. <laughs> and he's just... Nah, nah. But we need more of it. I know. There's not enough. I know. There's, he's criminally underused. There's too many mob bits in this that aren't funny. Yeah, dollars dishwater. There's too much monkey bits in this, I'm afraid, that yeah. aren't funny. No, you're right. You need more Jack Elam. Yeah, you do he need more He was one of the Jack best Elam. parts of the first film. Yeah, well, even with... You know, he's got nothing apart from your almost background noise now. But he's still gurning away and just looking insane. He's got chameleon's eyes. One looks left and the other one's looking down. But there's also a good repeat of that joke from the first film where he's talking about his fee. And, you know, in the first film he goes That's really right. high. Yeah. And they say $200. For the University of Rangoon. Yeah. He says, I reflected on you've got a deal. Talk about my fee. And they just give him a wad of notes. Yeah, just smacks it down. Immediately like, happy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, he's only in it for a mere 40 seconds. And then we next get JJ and Victor in the bar. And what we I do. like about this is JJ's saying, look, we're going to have to behave ourselves if yeah. we win. And, and Victor's going, yeah, no more girls. And I'm thinking, when are you getting fucking girls? <laughs> but he says, uh, tomorrow, up and clean. And then they see some women and he goes, tonight, down and dirty. Oh, well, they're all on the... They're all on the pull in this scene, aren't they? Yeah. It's horrible. But Even, then the, the, mobs, the mobsters turn up. So oh. Fenderbaum and uh, Jamie Blake run to the kitchen. That's right. And they see Henry Silver. And then he makes a reference to Mr. T. I don't, <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. But that's when they tell him about the cannonball. Yeah. He says, this crazy sheik's paying people a million dollars. <laughs> and then just then the sheik comes running in. He's like, everybody! <laughs> and he comes, yeah. And he... Hands a wad of cash to the mobsters and goes. Because he looks at his shoes, he goes, "Oh, wingtips, wingtips." Go and buy yourself some nice clothes. No, he goes, "Go and buy yourself a nice clothing store." That's right. <laughs> buy the hell. entire business. But again, you know, that's all he's got. So that he he will deliver it with gusto and aplomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Don Don is in uh, the Pinto Ranch. Pinto Ranch. And Telly Savalis arrives. No, I don't mind this joke. I no. don't mind the initial joke because he does it every single time he meets him. Can I use this chair? And then yeah. just smashes it. 
and then they hand the hats because they're all bald. Yeah, he'll hand his hat, and then he'll hand his hat, and they'll put them together. Uh, he says that Don Don owes him nine million dollars. Yeah, yeah, and also did need sleep with an entire chorus line. It, just one chorus. Just line. one chorus line. <laughs> Doesn't say if they're male or female. No, well, no, no, they're uh, male. He says he's got 24 hours to pay it back. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> I'm going to call you dumb, dumb from now on. Dumb, dumb. And dumb, dumb's like, no, no. Just doing nine million reactions in one second. <laughs> like he's having a seizure <laughs> with his glistening bottom lip. <laughs> I think I say his glistening bottom. With his glistening bottom. <laughs> Who would Tony Savannah be in the Cannon and Ball run? Oh, okay. Uh, Warren Mitchell. Warren Mitchell, that's perfect. perfect. I'm going to call you dumb, dumb. <laughs> I got you, dildo. <laughs> what about Charles Nelson Riley? Who's Don Don going to be? Uh, Larry Grayson. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> Grayson, you spent nine million pounds on Slack Alice. <laughs> and Everard. <laughs> and Everard. Ooh, shut that door. Why is Drafty in here? Etc. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's definitely that's cast. Oh, Mitchell's in. Grayson's in. <laughs> Grayson would have done a better job. He would have done really good job, just at reacting. Just oh my! Well, I'm just, just looking at camera as well, going <laughs> to us breaking the fourth wall. Seems like a nice boy. It would be perfect, especially if you think Bruce Forsyth got to be in an episode of Magnum. Did he? Yes. So Larry what? Grayson should have been in Cannibal Run too. Yeah, perfect. Well, he is in our version. Well, when you came out on this stage, you were just a mere cannery worker from Monterey, California, and now you're a rich man. Yeah. Cannon and Ball Run. The Cannon and Ball Run. Cannon and Ball Run too. So then we meet Tony Danza. Yep. Yeah, I know. Who's got no charisma whatsoever. He's got nothing whatsoever. to do. And then the Is red... he supposed to be eye candy for the ladies in this so. film? I so think the ladies so. can go, oh, there's something for me at last. Mm. With my gay lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> and that's how ladies talk. <laughs> oh, he's nice, isn't he, that Danza? Yeah. Uh, he's with the redneck Norman Collier. Yes, that's And this right. is when they go to a car dealership and you get this joke where he says, this is my Uncle Cal. Yeah. The redneck says it. And yeah. Uncle Cal says to him, are you my brother and sister's boy? Yeah. Um, and he's got a car dealership, so they're looking for a good car. Yeah. But the car that turns up is a limousine <laughs> being driven by an orangutan chauffeur. Bit far-fetched, isn't it? Bit far-fetched. John, bit far-fetched. Yeah. But it turns out I was wrong. Yeah, it's because true. there's a steering wheel inside the car. <clears throat> so I think more far-fetched would be an owl, mm. or maybe a slim loris, or a duck, a goldfish bowl. Because you'd be going, "How the fuck is he steering?" Mm. Yeah, come on. So actually, a monkey isn't that far-fetched. No, well, he has a hat. It's true. And, he's and a... this monkey, because the orangutan mm. is known as the old man of the forest. That's right. And they're very tranquil beasts. But this one's on fucking coke. <laughs> I think he is <laughs> <just> constantly... <laughs> <laughs> he's basically herald from his... <laughs> but really angry. <laughs> That's who the orangutan is in our film. Wilfred Brimble. Wilfred Brimble. What, in an ape suit? Yeah, then just painted orange. But <laughs> <laughs> then slapping people. With a, with a, maybe he's got a tiny weedy hand. Yeah, <laughs> you could do the. Because it'd be perfect at the middle finger. I'll give him that. <laughs> Wilfred Bramble in a monkey suit. <laughs> no, actually, didn't we say it was Keith Harrison? I, I think I think we got to stick with cuddles. Yeah, I think we have. But no, not one shot of Harris in the entire no, fucking no, no, film, no, please. You can't see him. No, he's in the back driving with one hand. The other right up cuddles. And you could have at the end when they have the big punch up, someone drop kicking Orville over the fence. <laughs> So we go, look, he can fly now. Yeah, there you go. Hey! 
Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro. That, that would be Tony Danza, it would be Bobby Davro. I tell you, he'd also be in the fight, but it'd be Duncan Norvell, chase me. <laughs> Just running through the shop. And the chicken. Ooh. And the chicken man. <laughs> Just going left and right in shape. <laughs> And then for some reason, Penelope Keefe just wanders in and looks at the camera. This is most uncalled for. And then lamp someone. Because <laughs> Penelope Keefe would be in it at some point. And Peter Bowles. Peter Bowles, of course, would naturally be in it. The ultimate gentleman. <laughs> the pinnacle of gentlemanry. Oh, my God. <sighs> um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, basically, this guy's saying this monkey's great because it's a great promotional tool for yeah. my dealership. And then he goes in the office and the monkey goes fucking insane. He goes berserk. The best thing he does is he immediately walks in and he picks up a phone and goes... <laughs> he goes... Blah, blah, blah. And then literally kicks the living shit out of his owner. The slap looks so real. Yeah. Like, Jen, like I think you... Did you get hurt during the filming of this? Yes, I really did. He broke several vertebrae. He drags him from the floor under a desk at one point. <laughs> we can't Stop it, boy. I told you not to play with the phones. Now, Jeff lost me 300 a month in wrong numbers. Hey, stop it, you primate! That's it. I've had it with you. Excuse me, fellas. I gotta teach this old boy some manners. Son... Hello and welcome to the musical podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Uh, but his, his sale pitch, by the way, is uh, if a monkey can drive, so can you. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. not how you sell a car. Yeah. And also, it's it's, the, um, it's not a monkey, it's an ape. Yes, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he gets to fight with the monkey. Kicks <laughs> the shit out of him. The ape. And then, Sorry. Yeah. And then decides, well, if you get the car, you get you get the ape as yeah. well, because I can't handle him anymore. Yeah. Well, doesn't he initially say, I'm going to teach this son of a bitch a lesson? <laughs> he's, he's willing to beat him up. <laughs> so there's an animal rights activist going... Oh, no, we can't have this. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. No, because the ape kicks the shit out of him. The cokehead no. ape goes mental. The coke ape. <laughs> <laughs> what did they give the poor fucker? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And then uh, we meet uh, Mary Lou Henner and Shirley MacLaine. Yes, yes. Now, this now, is odd. It is odd, because I was reading that originally it was going to be Mary Lou Henner and Jacqueline Smith from Charlie's Angels. Well, my question was, MacLaine, why are you in this? Do you need the money? Exactly. She should... She- Maybe she just wanted to branch out and just being something just balls out silly. Uh, I, I don't. Know, I don't know the reason. No. Did she need a new patio or something? I don't know That's what the, it is. This is the cannibal she run patio. The cannibal run patio. She needed something, didn't she? So she went. No, oh, no. I'll Maybe there it. was really good coke from the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard my dealer's doing it, so I better join in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actors dressed as nuns. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I do you know what? I completely didn't even realise that they were actresses dressed as nuns. I genuinely thought they were nuns. Right. Um, okay. And then a bit later on, went, oh, there's actually a bit of plot here. Well, they so they're to, trying to get to New York to become actresses or uh, something. To become I don't know. actresses, and when they're sitting in this cafe, so they've just come off a set, I presume. Yes, they're on a lunch right, break. Right. And they come into the cafe, and Marilyn Hennis starts talking about how she wants to be a, marry a rich man. Yes. And then she overhears Bert and Dom saying, "What would you spend your half a million on?" So they decide that they're going to hitch their wagon to these guys' stars. They're from the order, of, the order of immaculate chastity. Yeah. Uh, well, don't they? Don't they both get the last one mixed up? Yeah. Chastity and sanctity at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And then Dom goes, ah, "I've read all of the Bible. I've never heard of the immaculate chastity." <laughs> and she says, "It's in the New Testament." The new wave. That's it. <laughs> the new wave. Groovy man. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But I, I mean, I didn't know about the fact that it was supposed to be a younger woman. I always thought it's quite good that Shirley MacLaine and Burke get together because they're of similar age. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But in actual real life, he was going out with Marilyn Henner at this point. <laughs> oh, wow. So Blimey. he's obviously quite cool with Dom having a go with his missus. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, de- no, hang on. Um, who, um, um, from It Ain't Half Hot, Mum. I remember Green Him. Dom. Yeah. He's got Dom, isn't he? Don Estelle. Don Estelle. He's got to yeah. be in this. But this is Cannon and Ball. Yeah, but no, but, but I just want oh, Don Estelle to be in the film at some point. Yeah. Well, he'd be a And he's got, he's got to be with you lovely boys. He's got oh, to be God. with Winter Davis. Winter would be, Davis? Telly Savalas would be with you, Winter Davis. Do you mind if I take this chair? <laughs> and he smashes it to bits. She smashes it on Don Estelle. Oh, it's Don Estelle. So I'll tell you what, we won't have... Oh, no, but Grayson's great as Don Don. Uh, he can stay as Don Don. Okay. But I mean, as Telly Savalas. Oh, there you go. And he's got two men with him, hasn't he? So one, they could both be from an a and There you go, mom. perfect. Yeah, Hayes... And yeah, it might Melvin have been Hayes. Hayes. There you go. So they're the two mafia henchmen. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck for that. So we've cast them now. Yeah. Good. Oof. Anyway. Uh, so the mob guys are going to rip off the Arab, they say. Yeah. So they're going to kidnap him and use the ransom money. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is almost a subplot. <laughs> yeah. Almost a subplot. Yeah, they're going to get the money to bail out Don Don. Yeah. By kidnapping a- the Arab. A- apparently. 
So J- like JJ that. and Victor pretend to be army guys. This is their, and I never liked this because the, the reason they're so cool in the first one is they're ambulance drivers. Yeah. And in this one, they're bringing nuclear waste. They're trying to, yeah, trying to get nuclear waste across the border. But I like the little scene with them in their costumes. Yeah, the medal um, bit. I, is I very like funny. the medal bits really funny. Yeah. Because he just goes, I just wish I had a medal. And you go, oh, take a medal, anything you want for my old pal. And he just takes the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> and Bert's face is just yeah. pure look at camera. You son of a bitch. I like that one. It's really funny. Because he says, you look sexy, I look like a turd. Yeah. <laughs> I look like and a turd. And then he turd. says, he's got the, um, look how many years of service he's done. It's literally going off his arm. <laughs> like he's been in the army for a hundred years. <laughs> and there's a lovely joke which harks back to the first film where they say God would be our co-pilot. Yes. Which is a little nod to the first one. It is. Which is really nice. Yes. One of the... Nice things. Yeah, one of the nice things about this. Oh, film. who's going to play Marilyn Henner and Shirley MacLaine in Cannon and Ball Run? Uh, okay, so well, who have we got? Um, oh, it could be. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking from the Live of Birds, we could have Neris Hughes. Neris Hughes. Neris Hughes. Um, it's also got orange hair. Yeah, so that's good. And she can be with. Um, who's going to join her on her on a nun based odyssey? Uh, Nurse Gladys Emanuel. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. There you go, done, yeah. done yeah. and dusted. Because she looked very funny in a nun's she in would. a nun's wimple. Yeah. She's ample bosomed. Yeah, so that would be very funny. I yeah. still think, especially it's when a... they get changed in the in the in the cannibal run in the, the silhouette, silhouette, and you just saw fadoing. Yeah, and the wimple going. You can even get the little cash point cash till going off in the background. I still think it's really funny that she's called Gladys Emanuel. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. That's great. So she's in it. Yeah, brilliant. Sorry, I keep knocking the microphone. You do. Um, so Blake and Fenderbaum are now cops. Yes, that's right. That, that's what they decided to do. And uh, they want to, <laughs> they want to do a long body search on some women. I know it's horrible. It's just horrible. It's so rapey and disgusting. Yeah. Again, this scene—they're all separately at tables, all trying to make out with anyone breathing. It's yeah. Horrible. <laughs> and someone whispers something into his ear. You're being uh, filmed. <laughs> and Fenderman goes, oh, you know, he, he whispers into his Oh, ear. that's right, yes. No, no, doesn't Shirley MacLaine whisper something? Yes. It's disgusting. And then, he, um, sorry, yeah, Shirley MacLaine whispers in his ear, then he whispers into Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. And he goes, you're sick. You're sick. So I, don't, so I don't know what the nun said. No. Well, it is. But then we get a montage. Shit of, on me like gravy or something well, like that. You know in the first one when they start the race? Yeah. You've got all the signage. Everyone's yeah, got the T-shirts. Crowds. On, all the crowds. Yeah. This one was about and six people. <laughs> Looks like it's been filmed in Skegness. It's like behind the bins at Lidl. <laughs> and there's literally one banner saying Cannonball Run. Yeah, this way. Yeah. Maybe. No effort. No one, no, no, no. No one gives a shit. But, but at least the race has now finally started. Yeah. Thank God. And we see the Bigfoot truck. We do, Which was yes. everywhere at this point. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I can't remember what the guy says that pisses off the owner of the Bigfoot truck, but he just... The guy having a go at Get him, moving already, or that's, something. That's the director of the film. Oh, there's that Needham again. Hal Needham, yeah. Hal Needham again, yeah. And he runs over his Porsche. Runs over his Porsche, and he's like, oh, my Porsche. Except my, if, it, if, it was in England, if it was in England and we're doing it, he's got a mini Metro. A and tractor. the guy's got a tractor <laughs> or a combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> and of course it's Arthur English of course oh, then I'll show you <laughs> and then does an expletive as he beeps his horn so you don't hear fuck off and yeah. just, <laughs> and off he goes that's how we do that scene oh dear <laughs> and then the mob guys have got an idea to oh, stop Christ. the car with a claw on the front it's just out of racky races and... well yeah no. If, I, I, I wrote down this is like they're now becoming like Wiley Coyote yeah. trying to find Roadrunner with their Acme product mm. ideas and and Every single one of them, there's five attempts, and none of them are remotely 
be funny. It Not pays off point. in the end. It does a little, but, but oh, no, it's painful. Because they're given, they're given, all they do is go, oh, this will work, and then it didn't work, mm-hmm. and that's it. Are you sure about this, Tony? Oh, they're just dreadful. They they grab onto the back of the car with a claw, and then when they break, their car gets split in half. Yeah, yeah, and that's that joke done. This is what this film does more than they did in the original Cannibal Run. It's, it just has endless 30 to 40 second little vignette gags. Yeah. 90% of them just aren't funny. Yeah. Um, and it was just relentless. Oh, right, we need to go and see um, We need to see Jackie Chan now for two seconds. And mm. now we need to see these guys for four seconds. I mean, the, the two ladies in their Lambos, all they do in the film is break down. Yeah. And then persuade another man via sex. Via to threesome help. promises. Yeah. yeah. At one point, a young boy. Mm. which we'll come to later. He's like, oh, hello. <laughs> so, come on. But next we get the best scene in the film. Yeah, we do. Where, where the monkey flips the bird <laughs> Flip. by an old lady. Well, the old lady's driving in her sedan and notices a monkey. He's like, no, oh, that's lovely, that. <laughs> and then, of course, the ape, because he's coked out of his nut, goes, <laughs> and she's like, ow! Gives him the finger back and immediately crashes into a shop. And then her, record, her response to the owner of the shop, like, you've ruined my stock, is to give him the finger. Yeah. And that's that bit to That's that joke. But old ladies giving fingers was such a big thing in the 80s. Or, it was. Or just saying rude words. Swearing. It was such a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like in, like we covered in Running Man. The Running Man. The Running Man. <laughs> so Dom drives fast. Yeah. And Mary Lou Hannah starts groping him. Yeah, I know, groping his leg. Because they're going to sit boy nun, boy nun. That's right, boy nun, boy nun. And, and, he's, and she says, are you blessing my leg, sister? It makes me go faster. And it's like... She's Im- she immediately fancies him. She fancies Dom de Luis. Fancies Dom de Luis. We think about that for a moment. I know. Fancies Dom de Luis. Yeah. Because well, he looks like a turd. He has said, I look like a turd. And I'd imagine smells like one as well. Yeah. <laughs> but she starts talking about how he's. Well, she starts saying about how he's got really hot legs. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. Again, this is just a shoe in that there's a love story yeah. happening. Well, it's not really a love story, is it? Because no. it's just any port in a storm just, story. She's, really. They're obviously mentally ill, these women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> but you do then cut to the shake in his car. And my second favourite part, again, Jack Elam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he decides that. Um, the shake won't be able to eat the sandwich that is passed down from the back. Oh, yeah. And in his medical opinion, he, well, he goes, I better try that first. And he says, that salami will kick the shit out of your ulcer. <laughs> kick the shit out of that's, your that's ulcer. That's right. That's why he's been brought on, because the sheik has got an ulcer. That's right. Yeah. Kick the shit out of your ulcer. <laughs> Just starts. Does he inject Doc McClure at this point? Or is no, that that's later, that's later oh, on. Good. He injects Doc McClure and then himself and does his... But not as not, not, not enough. Not as it. much. Yeah, again, yeah. cut too quickly. There's a bit where he's just polishing the needle with yeah. his fingers, just st- staring at it with one eye, whilst the other one sort of goes counterclockwise, going. <laughs> uh, but the mob guys try and pick them up with a helicopter. Uh, a... Oh, hang on, who plays Jack Elam in our version? Oh my god! No, I'll tell you who does. Oh. Leo McCann. Oh my god! He's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And he can do. He certainly can. Oh yeah, my god. he was in it. He, he was brilliant as. Um, Moriarty in The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother. Yes, he was. Did you was. ever saw that? Yes. He's brilliant. Every so often he goes, yeah. in it. So he'd be perfect. That's he got Dom DeLuise in it as well. Yeah, there you go. So, mm. that's, so that's that wet cast as well. Why don't we all drink <laughs> some, some very sexy wine? wine. <laughs> love that film. I love that film too. Uh, That's got John the Measure going, shit. 
No, it's Queen Victoria that does it. He goes up to her and goes, woof, because he fancies her. And she just goes, oh, shit. And that's how the film starts. But doesn't he throw the thing behind? Oh, that's squirrel. Yeah. He's got some, uh, he's delivering some sort of royal instructions and then just looks at her and goes, woof. That's right. And she goes, oh, shit. And that's all, that notes um, Watson who says shit because Holmes tells me he's at the door. <laughs> Because it's a large man who's come here to kill us. Oh, that's oh right. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good film. We'll have yeah. to do that one. Yeah, then. we will do that one. So, the nuns... Yeah, they get changed. They get changed. And then uh, Bert goes, oh, I'll tell you about those nuns. I, I want to I jump on her bones. Oh, God. And they're changing in silhouettes so you can see the outlines of breasts and things the, like the that. The bosom. The, the booby-doos, mm. as they would say. The norks. <laughs> <laughs> Them. And, and obviously both our heroes are like in, they're in the throes of love. Yeah. Yeah, they love these nuns. They don't yet know that they're not nuns. No. Oh, right. We'll get there which, in a minute. Which makes the emotional journey for them much harder because they're struggling now that they're, you know, having... With celibacy. I mean, relations with ladies of cloth. Because as we know, JJ and Victor, they just have to click their fingers and, and they've literally got... it's raining fanny. <laughs> Hallelujah. In their, wor- in their world. Yeah. Uh, but they get pulled over by the police. Yes. And they start talking about how it's a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Uh, and so they've got to go and look out for some commies who are behind us. That's which right. Is yeah. a, which is a direct swap from the first film, isn't it? Because that's what they do. Yeah. That, that's what Sammy and Dean do to them in that's the first right. film. That's right. And Bert and Victor in the first one say that they're perverts. That's right. They're flashers. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So they do exactly the same. Again, it's, it's the same plot. Yeah. Um, but this time it's reversed. But it's not as good because no. they're in their red Corvette and they're getting chased and they realise it's JJ because over the radio it hear, they hear that a general yeah. said it was them. But there's a nice little moment where the private turns up um, who joins them for the rest of the journey and I can't remember the name of the actor. He's got such a unique kind of way of speaking like yeah, that. Yeah, he's Goma Pyle. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Um, he's also um, second in command with Burt Reynolds in The Best Little Horror in Texas. Yes, you're right. He's his, he's his deputy. Um I, I, I wonder if that's how they met, and um, that's how they maybe got. Uh, probably not, but um, it's just. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember around. you. Yeah, I love that film. Yeah. Especially when Dolly goes, "Do you know what burns my ass?" <laughs> Bert goes, "What flame about three feet high?" <laughs> and laughs. It's a lovely film. It is a lovely film, yeah. and it's got um, Don DeLuise. Don DeLuise and Don DeLuise, who um, is a TV evangelical crusader, and yeah. he's getting changed to start his uh, show. Stuffs three socks down to make his dick look bigger. <laughs> Also and that, starts it, Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on a soul. <laughs> Brilliant. And the big fat man who used to be in everything. Oh, yes, uh, Charles Durning. Charles Durning. Yeah, he's uh, the politician. He's got his yeah. own song. I like to dance a little sidestep. That's right. Yeah, brilliant. He was so good. I don't like musicals pretty much, but I really love uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. It's brilliant. Anyway. Anyway, so the monk, the ape... <laughs> uh, Gets Cut, Roger Moore's mum from the first film. Cuddles, yeah. Cuddles crashes into a truck and gets Roger Moore's mum. Yeah. He talks about cooking some sort of Jewish food for them. Yeah. Can I make your dinner? Yeah. They go through her caravan, essentially. Yeah. And in this film would be Patsy Rowlands, by the way. She, yes. She'd be the lady. Oh, my God. Can I cook you dinner? <laughs> Just in that really sort of beleaguered way. She's so good at, like... <sighs> that the weight of the world was on her shoulders. That one where she fancies Kenneth Williams. Is it? Are you convenient? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Boggs. Yeah. W.C. Boggs. Come down on it hard! <laughs> testing out the, the uh, toilet. tensile strength of the toilet. <laughs> Thunder down upon it! Oh. It's, uh, there's another one where she has an unrequited love for, um, I think it's a matron or a nurse one, 
where Kenneth Williams has decided that he's going to that Hattie Jakes will be his love interest, and Patsy Rowlands is his housekeeper and really upset about that. So when she comes around to dinner, she appears in a negligee. Oh, well, I didn't realise you had company. <laughs> she's trying to be all sexy. I love that bit because Patsy great. gets to be really, why not? Release some passion because normally she's she's the dowdy housewife. She was good in. Do you remember Bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Identity Parade episode. Yeah, she's Spud Gun's mum. She was really good. Yeah, she really pl- and she had brilliant. You know, just that downtrodden, the world just hanging heavy on her shoulders, unrequited anything. I just she was really funny in it. She's she in was. so many Carry On films actually, mm. but again, always played that part. Yeah, always played the. Oh yeah, what shame. But Jackie Chan beats up some bullies. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, and I thought, oh, is this the fight now already? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a pre-fight fight, and it's not even that good. No. Um, yeah, and that just goes on for about ten seconds with yeah. some Hell's Angels, whilst um, Jaws just it, it, eats watermelon and watches. Yeah, he gets Jackie to chop the watermelon for it's him. Kind of nice. Yeah. And then eats it like a redneck on the on the car bonnet. Yeah. In the British version, he chop a Scotch egg enough. <laughs> Bert Quark. Bert Quark could chop a Scotch egg in half. Would you chop my Scotch egg for me, Bert? Cool, lovely. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wrote, Hell's Angels fight. Yawn. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing... And then it cuts to an even duller Mafia Acme attempt number three, Cable Across Road, uh, to try and... I didn't even to, write to that To try and down. chop chop the occupants in half mm. is the idea. Mm. Aren't they trying to find him to kidnap him? Yeah. All of these involve killing him. Not yeah. kidnapping. No. It results in horrible death. Yeah. But that doesn't work. It just pulls <clears> up, pulls off a billboard and they go... Wah! Yeah. And it, they, they could have had a comedy billboard, <coughs> but they didn't. No. They could have had something on the billboard. No. Or even just, you know, one woman with big boobs and that falls on them or something. And yeah. one of them goes, nipple in me eye. Mm. Or just something. Yeah. You know. Or, or maybe a, one for, like, Marlborough. And then, oh, smoking's bad for you. Or something. That's anything. Instead but no. of, are you sure this is a good idea, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, this can't fail. Mm. It failed. <sighs> and then, meep, meep, as uh, the sheik once again carries on his journey. Bernie Clifton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and he's <laughs> roadrunner. <laughs> Jesus. And then we cut, oh, but then this is a bit finally where you see Jack Elam injecting himself and then he starts injecting. Doug he, McClure. Doug McClure. Yeah, I'm just going, and he's just literally in the background. All you can hear is, and that's all, that's all he's got, I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. Bless him. And oh, he's got one more bit, and that's the nicest, my favourite bit in the film, but we'll cover that when we get to it. And the nuns get changed out of their costumes and come out yeah. looking like 70s hookers. And. Shirley McLean's not wearing much. No, she isn't, and it doesn't look right. It, no, it doesn't look also, right. Does it? it looks a... like she's put a leotard on, like she's about to do some gymnastics, yeah. but she's also got a shawl on, like she's dressed for winter and summer at the same time. And they've also given her an old lady's haircut. Yeah, old lady's haircut, and the music is which is Farrah Fawcett's music. It's beauty's theme. Beauty's theme, yeah. But I think Shirley McLean looks really old in this because of her haircut. Yeah, well, she's got a bleach blonde perm. Yeah, kind of, isn't like she? an old lady in the 80s. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And she's got a cardi and a shawl, and then not even hot pants, or she's just wearing like a leotard or something. Yeah. And it's almost sort of flesh coloured as well. It's just, oh, no, 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 no. Call wardrobe! Just they, didn't quite work. They come out with chili dogs. Chili dogs and beer. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's when the boys finally fall in love with them. Yeah. Because not only are they smoking hot, but they're providing beverages. And, uh, yes. And, and food. And chilli dogs. Yeah. Well, actually, Dom's still a bit, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but grabs a hot dog and runs away, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, it, this is it's as as someone once told me, it's losing momentum. The yeah. film is now just sort of going like mm, they drop off Lyle because they've they've kidnapped Lyle as well to get him to drive for them. Yeah, who's, who's private pal, and they get rid of him simply on the premise that they can't now all have sex no. with him mm. there. So no. they just drop him off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Go and oh, but then they give him the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's right, which is quite nice. Yeah, there's a little revenge to Don. Yeah. Yeah. So then Jaws and Jackie Chan drive their submarine. Uh, yeah, that bit. And then we get Sid Caesar trying to catch a fish. Well, it's weird because, they, yeah, so they, 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 they're trying to get um, uh, uh, get away from the police, aren't they? And they, yeah. get, they put their booster on too fast and they go in the lake mm. and then they go into submarine bo- uh, mode. Fair enough. Mm. And then on the computer it goes, enemy proximity alert. It's yeah. three fishermen. Yeah. Why are they enemies? What are they doing? I don't know. Apparently they're the enemy. So they decide to use their car to hook onto the hook on the reel and then they pull them in the water for a bit. That would be um, Mr. Lucas. <laughs> Trevor Bannister? Yeah. I've got a lively one here. Yeah. Oh, then, well, you could have all the... Um, actually, that scene, you could have him and Captain Peacock and John Inman as well. Yeah. Oh, I see you've got a tiddler. And Mr. Rumble. Yeah, Mr. Rumble. Oh, well done, Peacock. <laughs> you know, that'd be good. But hang on. Oh! <laughs> exactly, yeah. Then the boat's going... And then as they catch the big... Car. Actually, Captain Peacock, that's a whopper. <laughs> you know, Mr. Grace could be on the the banks. You've all done very well. You've all done very well. And then falls into the <laughs> falls into the lake, and that's his bit done. And the, then the camera closes. Oh, Peacock! In. This fish is absolutely awful. <laughs> I think you'll find it's a car. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going for a spin, Avery, etc. Yeah, yeah. It's a coupe. <laughs> I don't care about his hair. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but again, that scene uh, is not funny. And we've just improved it. Yeah, we're, we're improving every single bit with yeah. our British version. Yeah, it's like we're sweeping, we're going through it with a broom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the sheik then stops the car for some tits. Because <sighs> the, this is the gag. The, the mob say, we've tried everything, but this trick, will it works this for everybody. This will do it, this yeah. will do it, yeah. And it's a woman who opens her coat to show she's got breasts. <sighs> and the sheik stops and says, I love you! yeah. And then the mobsters grab him. And that's when they put the gun to his head. And he says, how dare you put the gun to my head? No, oh, that's true. Hang on, wasn't there a bit before that where they try and pick him up with a helicopter with a magnet No, on? we did that. Oh, we've done that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, that again. was when they went through the tunnel. That, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't afford to do to film that. So you just hear sound effects. Sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> and then Don Knotts pulls over the ape. Yes. And thinks, oh, it's Candid Camera. <laughs> Dating it slightly. It says, we should just go up there and talk to them because we'll be on TV. Yeah. And the, uh, monk, the, monk, the ape kisses him. Kisses him. He, d- he does have a really good double, triple take reaction to that. Like, yeah. Ooh. yeah. That's quite good. And then again, the monkey ape beats the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that scene. You know done. the most annoying thing about the ape? Is every mm. time he does something, you get that. Horrible music. I know, it's dreadful. The stop, first stop film music. had lovely. Yeah. Or, what was the other one? Yeah, had all that. Yeah. This doesn't. It's got stock music. Shit. Yeah, she's got shit music. Uh, so the Sheik has been kidnapped. Yeah, it's finally. Good. Yeah. I would have liked to see, though, where Don gets bummed by the ape. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst giving them the finger. <laughs> giving the other one the finger. Giving the bum. The finger. Uh, so they find out they God all they have a big meeting all the cannonballers and they find yes. out that the uh, the sheik the sheik has been kidnapped. Yeah. So um, Dean Martin says, "Well, we need to go to the king." Isn't there a little scene before that where where the sheik is um, 
driving a car, but he's got shaving foam on him. And, and Jack Elam eats the shaving foam. That's right. And goes, uh, <laughs> a bit later on, goes, I was eating my dessert and I saw one of the cat people. <laughs> that's my favourite bit. That's when they see the tits That's my favourite bit of the yeah. film. Yeah. I saw one of the cat people. <laughs> what are they? I was eating my dessert. <laughs> shaving he's foam. eating shaving foam going, <laughs> oh, he hasn't got much, but when he, but when he grabs it, Firmly oh, by both hands. It should just be a film just about him. Oh, Christ. I would love... Imagine doing, like, a planes, trains and automobiles type film where it's a really innocent straight guy just with that character, Jackie. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole thing. <laughs> Wouldn't you love a spin-off film where he had his own medical practice? Oh, Christ, yes. Yeah. Or a TV series. Rangoon. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Van Helsing in practice. <laughs> Imagine. <sighs> Just put him with the rest of the cadavers. Or like a quin- or smoking a carrot. Him doing Quincy. <laughs> or Ironside. Because you would believe he's got Emmy. Get cooked by. Uh, so they go to see the king, which is Frank uh, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, who um, has no... It's <laughs> just so not appearing in this film. He's just... just I, don't, I mean, obviously, it's... Yeah, I'll come and do a day shoot with you boys for fun. Are you going to be fun? No. No. Are you going to do anything? No. no. Are you just going to sit there? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Nice wig, though. Yeah, I presume that's where all the budget went for this film. I'm guessing. Was, was Frank. And the cartoon. And the cartoon. Oh, yeah, there's an animation. <laughs> that really isn't odd. funny either. No. Yeah, dreadful. But, um, yeah, again, uh, this is the bit where I, I started going, oh, so now Sammy Davis Jr. has dropped out a character and they're, yeah. just, they're all mates. So in this world, it, uh, it just... The best yeah. bit about this scene is in the blooper. Yes. But Dom yeah. DeLuise says we've got to drive from Connecticut up your ass. Up your ass! <laughs> and then starts laughing, yeah. Yes. But that. it's the one scene in the presence of Frank, and I'm guessing Frank was there. I was worried that it might be inserts. And no, no, you, they were definitely there, weren't they? But I Bert, presume they were all just pissed after lunch. And then Bert looks quite it. intimidated, I thought. Oh, do you or think? Or he looks quieter than usual. Oh, uh, OK. Maybe because he's worried about being killed. <laughs> hey, yeah, I suppose in his yeah, he's in the presence of greatness to some extent. So he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I like the idea of Bert being a bit starstruck. Yeah, he that's does kind it. of nice idea. Yeah. All the fact that you know the medication's wearing off after his last plastic surgery, and he just doesn't know what day it is. But he's got his moustache back in this. His moustache is back. Yeah, <laughs> he found it in his pocket. But Sinatra's idea is that he knows Don, yeah. the promoter at the Pinto Raj. <sighs> So now we get the classic middle-aged men in the 80s yeah. like to do, dress up as women. Dress up as women, which is like the stalwart of all the carry-on. In fact, it's almost lifted from the carry-on... Uh, uh, follow uh, that camel. Follow that camel, isn't it? Where yeah. they get in Indian head... No, not... What are they dressed as? Um, belly dances. Belly dances, yeah. Yeah. And they dance. And you can clearly see that it's men and... They've got moustaches. And, and they're fancied and to some degree. At the beginning, yeah. they're fancied until... And they mime to baby love. Yeah, it's just really disturbing. And yeah. it's not funny. No, it's not funny. It's just not funny it at all. It goes on forever yeah, as well. Yeah, it's just really disturbing. Sammy Davis Jr. enjoying himself slightly too much. But your man, Larry Grayson, <laughs> gives them lifetime contracts. Marvellous! <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it, Slack Alice? Yeah, so he enjoys it. Lifetime contracts. That's what he says. <laughs> and Teddy Savannah arrives for his money. Smashes another chair. Yep. Dumb, dumb. So they, they grab the money, because they, 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 Don Don meets them and he's like, I mean, sorry, um, Teddy Savalis meets them and he's <laughs> like, uh, what, are you, what are, you, are you on hormones? Uh, and then he shakes Bert's hand and Bert crushes his hand and then yeah, he says to his minor, he says to his minor, get me on those hormones. Yeah. 
But they snatch the money from Teddy Savalis. They do, yes, by um, going up to them and saying um, something about their contracts or their dressing rooms, and then they all just punch them simultaneously. I like the joke where he says, uh, since you're dying men, you can have one last request. Right. And I can't remember what... Don't they all ask for food? One of them says... Frigging chickasee? Yeah, frigging. I mean a chicken frigacy. Yeah, that's that's Dom de Louise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all ask for something and the sheet goes um Chicken shish kebab with couscous. <laughs> no, just but couscous. It, no, just a couscous. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone says to Davis behind his curried beans. Someone asked for the wine list. Beans the con- oh, it's James, Gene Martin. Gene Martin, of course. Yeah. That's a little wine list. <laughs> and then vomits down himself. And then they have the huge punch up. Yeah. And Tony Savannah gets thrown into space. Yeah, and li- <laughs> literally like a rag doll. Yeah. <laughs> and this terrible rig that you can see the wires where he's just yeah. endlessly spinning up through the air. And it's 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 identical to the first fight in the first film. Yep. It's just, it, nothing's changed. No. Dom Dewey's is just the same room. Hello and greetings and ta-da! Fool! Fool! Nothing is happening again now. But you do get Bert saying to Jackie, Jackie! Oh, that's right, yeah. Doing the chop-chop. Doing the chop-chop. And then he gets hit. Yeah. And the and Shirley MacLaine joins in a bit. They're just beating the shit out of people with huge clubs of wood, aren't they? Yeah. Just joining in. But they rescue the Sheik, who's... Uh, but no Jack Elam in this bit. No Jack He Elam. could have been there doing his injecting thing again. Yeah. Come on, I, I would have laughed a second time. I would have done. Yeah. Or I, if it was me and I was casting him, I would have been, had, had him surrounded by people and knowing he couldn't do anything about it and then going, mm, well, and then injecting himself so yeah. he doesn't have to face it. Into his brain. Yeah. Just dying. <laughs> <laughs> just anything. Uh, but the sheik says, um, "Well, tell you, he, this, the Don Don says he owns nine, he owes nine million. Nine million. And the sheik says, "I'll give you eighteen million. Yeah. So, as you say, he's just shitting money. Yeah. And then he says, "In fact, the winning prize for the cannonball is now two million. Yeah. Which, hang on, no, why not just stay here and run the business and have eighteen? Mm. Mm. <laughs> just pul- That's a good point. Pul- poultry amount, really. Yeah. All this fucking effort we have to go through." Well, just if you're Bert, just they can have a million dollars and he'll give it to you. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Just tap him on the head and money will fall out of his ass. Mm. Just, just, just ask him. Yeah. Can I have one million pounds to throw off a cliff, please? Because I'm mad. Have a two million and chuck me off the cliff as I will. Because I'm a mad. Throw me into the couscous. Who did we say was playing the Sheik? Um, oh, Kenny Lynch. Kenny Lynch. Are we sure about that? No, I'm still, yeah. He wouldn't have the charisma, I, would he? I haven't, we haven't quite bedded that one down. No. Griffiths would be better. Yes. He would be better. But again, he hasn't got the gravitas. No, no. And without resorting to blacking up, which, we, which to be honest, could happen in, in this in, time. In Cannon and Ball yeah. run, then, then that does open up some rather racist doors that we could explore, but maybe yeah. we should leave that firmly shut. Well, it would be Michael if, Bates, if, wouldn't it? If you have an idea, listener, of who you'd like to cast as a sheik, do let Smirchpod know. Yeah, please. Yeah, but please. I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd like to know too. Mm. But then we get the cartoon map, which was animated by Ralph Bakshi. Oh, who, I don't know who that is. He did Fritz the Cat. Ah, and okay. Wizards and right. the Lord of the Rings cartoon. Oh, film. did he? Oh, yeah. okay. And it's a meandering arrow. It's rubbish. And that's it. It was with a lobster. Oh yeah, yeah, and it falls on a pit twice. Yeah. To whoop, and then... But you also get the new Cannonball Run theme, which I quite like. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, I like the new one. It's nice, but again, it doesn't have the joy like at the end of the first one where they've got that la 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 la, which is lovely. Yeah. None, none of that. No, no. Uh, Ricardo Monteblan turns up and says, oh, "I must meet the winner." And then he says, "I have hired him as our driver for next year, promising a sequel." 
there, there is no end to this film, is it? It, no. it, it just it just trails off. Um, who's won the race? I, I didn't. The realize. orangutan. Oh, it is the orangutan? Yeah. Is it right? So Tony so, Danza. So Tony Danza and the guy have won. Yeah. You don't even see them, do you? You don't see who wins right. the race. Okay. It's I'm assuming they're just dead in the back. They obviously just thought put a cartoon in and then do a bit at the end. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. Whereas it really at the end is of the first a... one, you get that foot race. Yeah, you get quite... the foot race and you get the jeopardy and then and then you got Captain Chaos ruining it. I mean, it's all there, but this they just go, oh, oh yeah, right, we have to stop the film now. Mm. Um, we we have we have to be offset. Lazy cunts. The, the page stops here, guys. So I presume that's the end of the film. Yeah. And it ends with a kiss. Doesn't even end with a or a slap. No, just a kiss. No, they they even dub over a laugh over the yeah. f- frozen frame. Yeah, it's a real shame. It is. It's a real shame. It's a proper damp squib of yeah. an ending. But it's got its moments. I still enjoyed it. Not not nowhere near as much as Cannonball Run. No, I no. Say. But I didn't. I haven't seen it probably since I first saw it. So, mm. um, I've definitely seen Cannonball Run like yourself probably a few times too many now. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't as horrified as I thought. It just got dull and it suffered from too many, what they thought at the time were funny sequences that just weren't. Yeah. Like you also said, starring character actors who weren't character actors or funny. No. Um, and if they just removed the mafia plot, I think it would have been a better film. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Plus you've got the wrong people with the wrong people. Like Jack Elam shouldn't be with... Yeah, exactly. Sheik. Yes, exactly. He should be with someone else. Yeah. Yeah, because if you had Jack Elam in the car with... <laughs> With uh, Jackie Chan, mm. that would have been funny. Or with Bert and the ladies, because you know, you, yeah, exactly. Or if yeah, if they, <laughs> or even Jack with the two ladies in the Lambo, that mm. would be funny. Just oh, him constantly yeah, looking at their breasts, going the perfect specimen. Yes, he says, anointed with oils. And oh yeah, there's that bit where he, again, which trails off. You don't quite hear it. Do you? What we do, Examiner Changing. <laughs> Tapping his nose. No tapping a nose in this one. No. No. No flicking the old... No, no, the feltrum. Yep. It's a wonderful wet sound, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Can't do it. But, um, yeah. <sighs> and then the film just ends, and then we mm. get a bit more of the same as we had in the first one. We the get, bloopers. We get the bloopers. Actually, they're not as good. They're not as good, because it's just Bert feeding him hay, pretty much. Well, it's just Bert, again, striking him, mm. which they seem to think is hilarious. But um, there's no other really... There's none that stand out. The only one that stood out for me is when he pokes Jamie Farr and it goes... And they both start laughing. Yeah, that's about it. There's one with Frank, but that's not... That's that's the good one where Dom DeRee says we're going to drive up your ass. Yeah, right up your ass. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. And then it just ends and you're like, oh, 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 well. There should be one of the monkey doing loads of cocaine. (laughs) There is one of the monkey... uh, being taught by his owner to throw the beer can. Yes, that's right. He's in the seat next to him, isn't it? Yeah. Presumably but, that's Bob. But that's not funny. No, it's not funny. No. It's not going to be on it. It'll be all right on the night, is it? No. Take a look at the clip of this monkey. <laughs> Throwing a if, beer can. If you're one of those coked up orangutans, <laughs> take a look at this fucker. <laughs> Dennis, no, you can't say that. <laughs> Fucking can. All right, you can. <laughs> Oh dear. I used to see Dennis Norden walk past my flat almost daily, but I haven't seen him for about three years, so I think he's very ill. I don't think he's died, because I would have heard. He did die. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because I live opposite a bookshop and he used to pass almost daily. And he, st- he was like still six foot something, but all stooped and hunched Aww. with his massive shop window glasses, like huge bifocal glasses. But he, every day he used to go into the little. Uh, into the little bookstore. I don't think he ever bought anything. Just to go and look at the photography section. Look at the cock-ups. And then leave. <laughs> but, oh, well, so he has died. Oh, that's Pretty shame. sure. Oh, that's a shame. I do miss... I'm going to double-check. I do miss sitting in my living room and seeing him saunter past. Yeah. 
Oh, he's gone. I also used to... I missed his... Oh, hang on, I shot him. Oh, that was it. That's why. That's why. Yeah, he died in 2018. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so it wasn't that long ago. He was very old, though. Yeah, no, he was. How many years young? He was 96. Years young. Yeah, there you go. Well, as I say, yeah, I used to see him a lot. I've been in in, in my flat for 12 years now, and I used to watch him almost daily Mm. go do his little run. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Anyway, he gets to be in this film now, which is good. Yeah. I think the cannon and ball run... (laughs) Yeah, is 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 better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there should have been a cannon and ball run. It should have been a cannon and ball run too. Mm. But there shouldn't have been the first one. (laughs) That's never explained. Yeah. And we've cast it better. It's going to be funnier. Yeah. And I'm going to green light this. Yeah. Yeah. What's the budget? Um, I imagine it's about 20 quid's worth of Argos vouchers mm-hmm. and a coupon from the pools. <laughs> Spot the ball. <laughs> oh, cross me legs then. <laughs> Am I in it? No, Sid, you're not in this film, actually. You're dead. Uh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a real shame. Never mind. <laughs> Bye, Sid. Should we, should we ask you some questions again? Yeah, again, I know. It's yeah. a bit weird, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to answer them. OK, so, uh, Paul, who was the best, Arnie or Sly? I think last time I said Sly, didn't I? Because he had yeah. more range. I'm going to stick with Sly. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason, and I, I think this is a this is a rumour that I heard from a friend of mine in the late 90s that is obviously bullshit, but it's stuck in my head. I once heard a rumour that Sly Stallone, when he was filming in London, or he was filming in the UK, decided to buy the interior of the TARDIS, including the console, because he was such a fan, no. and moved it to LA. And I don't know if I've dreamt it or made it up or someone told me, but in the back of my head, I've always gone, well, if Sly Stallone has done that, then he's a fine, fine figure of a man. You should tweet him and ask him. And I know it's bullshit, but if the idea that he might have done it is good enough for me, and that's what tips him over. <laughs> oh, I hope he's done that. I hope, I could just imagine him at home. <laughs> imagine if he's got one of those, you know those guys that turn their living rooms... He's got just... Davidson's TARDIS interior, and he's just there fiddling around with it. You know the people turn their living rooms into the Enterprise Bridge? Yeah. I'm not hoping his living room is the TARDIS. Can you imagine? Yeah. It'd be amazing. I don't think he did. He's got William Hartnell on the telly. <laughs> Oh, so you're my replacement, are you? <laughs> a big, muscly prick. <laughs> a side of beef and an arsehole. <laughs> uh, oh, what's the best action movie of all time? Uh, Derek Jarman's Blue. Mm. It's very good. A lot of violence in that. But the blood is blue, so you can't really see fine. it. But it's very violent. Yeah. Yeah. Full of action. Well, uh, terrorists are taking over a skyscraper. You can take three celebrities with you to stop them. <laughs> Who are you taking up the shard and why? OK, well, this time I'm taking one person, but I'm cloning them. All right. So I'm cloning um, Chris Searle from BBC's In at the Deep End because I think this is a perfect situation for him to do the show about. Yeah. So I'm here now with terrorists, and, we'll, and let's see how he deals with it. He's got three attempts because there's three versions of him. That's quite good. So I think I'm going to clone Chris Searle and just see... Chris, you're in at the deep end. Deal with it. Mm. Yeah, so the first one he gets killed. Yeah. Second one, maybe he kills one and gets killed. Yeah. By the end, he's destroyed them. Yeah. And he's like, well, looks like I finally found out how to deal with them. He's wiping the blood off him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> see you next week, where I'll be doing porn. End theme, whatever that was. Can't remember the theme. In at the deep end, baby. It's the guy who does Homes Under the Homes Under the Head. Ah, <laughs> fuck me, I saw a bit of that yesterday. It was bloody awful. Uh, you can go back in time, talking of which, and yeah. stop someone being born. Who is it? Much like does Iron Disc, I'm giving you Hitler. Okay, well, um, last year I ordered um, a, a microwave off uh, Amazon and it was delivered by a guy from Yodel. 
And I'd like to kill him, please. <laughs> why? I'll tell, I'll tell you for why. Mm. I waited nine days for the microwave to turn up. He turned up, knocked on the door, and as he handed over this huge box, I could hear shattered glass inside. And I went, I think it's broken. And he went, yeah. I went, well, I'm not, not going to take it. And he went, well, nothing to do with me. I'm like, well, no, it is to do with you. I opened the box. Sure enough, the, the window um, all smashed. And I said, well, can you take it back? He said, no, I don't do returns. And I went, but... Well, what have I got to do? Oh, you've got to ring them up and they'll send you a return box and a sticker. Right, OK. So I waited another week. Had to take this fucking thing to a post office. Send it. A week? No, not a week. Ten days later, the same fucker turns up. And I shit you not, I'm not making this up. He hasn't got a box with a microwave in it. He's turned up with a lamp. <laughs> Literally, here you go. And I'm like, what's this? He went, your re-delivery. I said I was expecting a microwave. I didn't order a fucking lamp. <laughs> Why have you given me a lamp? Is there a mix-up? No, it's just your lamp. I'm like, no, you have to return it. Don't do returns. So I had to do it again. Oh, my God. Send it back to the post office. Eventually, third time, he comes around with the microwave, same guy. The whole process took nearly five weeks. Oh, my God. So that microwave. fucker from Yodel is who I want. I want him dead. All right. I want him dead. All right. I also kind of liked him. Because just for the pure... The respect. Because he was literally... He could have been a perfect 60s stockpile character. Just, Nothing to do with me. I don't shoot the messenger. You know, he sat there, you know, fag hanging out of his mouth with a stupid little pork pie hat on. Dick Emery. Yeah, he's, oh, no, it wouldn't be Emery, because he'd be like... Mm -hmm. Be all lewd, wouldn't he? But he used to do the old men, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Whack, whack, whack on yeah, the end. He used to do all that. He used yeah. to do the thing with Roy Kinnear, wasn't it? They were, they were like um, bother boys. Or yeah. Something. All right, Dad. I've done it again, yeah, Dad. Yeah, I hated it. Have you ever watched any Emery? Yes. Because, um, again, rose-tinted things of Emery's. Yeah. The only bits were funny were the tiny little voxy pops where it was just, oh, you are awful, but I like you. trip over himself. And the rest is studio-based sketches that last for 15 to 20 minutes that yeah. go nowhere and are just fucking so interminably dull. And I think it ran, his show ran for like 12 series. Mm. Just endless, endless. Yeah, th oh, thankfully, God. old age and disease got there and we oh. spared any more Dick Emery. <laughs> Uh, a hypothetical fist fight takes place between Rocky Balboa and yeah. John Matrix and Commando. Who wins? I'm going to say Arnie wins. Um, I think I said Arnie before because yeah. he um, persuaded. Anyway, 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 the reason is is that because Arnie in in Commando has access to weaponry, yeah. whereas Rocky doesn't. And Rocky, I don't think is most. He's not supposed to be the most intelligent of guys. He's a blue collar working class hero, yeah. but I don't think he's very clever. And I think at any point Arnie could just. Like hand him a grenade and say, "Take this metal pineapple," and and Rocky would probably eat it and then blow up or something stupid. I like so that. That's, yeah, that's how he'd do it. Okay, if you had to make your own eighties action movie, yes. what would it be about? Who would be the lead? What would it be called? <laughs> and who is the amazing guy who does posters after he hears this? Oh, James Marsh. Wow, because you're great, sir. Because your last one you did was amazing. So mm. thank you. So here's your new one. <laughs> um, it's sci-fi. Uh, dystopian. It's called Zoo on a Train. It's not. It's not a sequel to Snakes on a Plane. No. It's a zoo on a train. Now the year is twenty one twenty one, and all animal life has been destroyed because of bastard, bastard, bastard man. <laughs> the last surviving creatures are now housed in a zoo on a train that travels across America, showing its citizens the once beautiful creatures that lived on our planet. So it literally is a travelling circus of zoo animals. Right, yeah. 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 However, when the train passes through, let's just say, a chemical gas cloud, something happens. Uh -huh. The animals become rabid. 
They become insane. They break loose from their cages on board this train. Now, there's a new zookeeper who's been put on the train to look after them, played by Vin Diesel. And there's a newly appointed vet, bit wet beyond the ears, played by Justin Statham. And they have to take these animals down, but not put them down, because they're the only ones left alive. So they have to basically beat the shit out of animals, but not kill them. Highlights, I think, is probably the fight scene with the rabid tapir and the buffet car. And uh, there's a really good manta ray in the chemical toilet, which gets a few laughs. (laughs) Written by Luke Goss, directed by Charles Dance. First film he's ever done. Now, the tagline in America, and I think this is pretty good, to preserve life, he must make them extinct. (laughs) Except you're not allowed to do that. And then I thought, if it was released in the UK, they'd have a different tagline. And the tagline would be, we regret to inform passengers there's a cow on the tracks. And he's got a gun! (laughs) So two posters, please. (laughs) Zoo on a train. (laughs) I love that. I like it too. I'd watch that for about five minutes. (laughs) I want to see a cow with a gun. I want to see a cow holding a gun with a hoof. (laughs) And by the way, when you said Justin Statham, you meant Jason Statham. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, who's Justin Statham? I don't know. Oh. No, I want Justin Statham. <laughs> his brother. He's relatively unknown, but he's very good. I'm imagining he Sorry, looks I like Jason, Jason, but he's got like a blonde quiff. No, he's got a massive head of hair. <laughs> like really long, beautiful locks. Mm. Got almost down to the floor. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> Paul, we've done it. We have, sir. We've, we've completed the both. cannonball run. We are completionists. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. And thank you for coming back. Oh, you're welcome. Should we go to the pub now? Yeah. Ray. Goodbye. Bye. Podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. And Dave's on keys. But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.